Hi, this is Terry Dismore, and you're listening to the Quiz the Diz podcast. Terry brings years of experience in consulting, management, leadership, and life. In this podcast, Terry answers questions about these topics, bringing wisdom from a kingdom perspective. Our website is quizthediz.com. Now here's the Diz. Hey, glad to talk to you again. i am tell you what, I know it's been a while. I've been thinking about some things. I would say struggling with them, but I haven't been struggling with them because I, I, I've had a thought in my mind for a little while about what I would like for this podcast to become. And, um, and I'm just trying to get it straight in my head on what I want to do because, as you know, I haven't done a whole lot of them for a little while. And here's why. I really feel like that I have some things to encourage you with, some things to teach you about, but I haven't known from which angle to come from. Um, as you know, one of the things that Nay says there in the beginning is that I'm going to come from a kingdom perspective. Well, it's the kingdom of God. I talk a lot about the kingdom of God, but we also talk about business. And I've been struggling a little bit because I, I, I own a business. My wife and I both own a business. And so we know what that's like. But what I really have on my heart, what I really want to talk to you about is who you are, who God says that you are, what the kingdom of God is about, some things that I've learned over the last 20 or so years that have really changed my life. So I'm going to start talking about those things on the Quiz That Is podcast. If you have questions about anything... You can always write me at terry at quizthatis.com. Uh, you can uh, call us at 614-382-2582. There are several ways that you can get in touch. As a matter of fact, our website has response on it. You can find us on Facebook at Quiz That Is. But let me know what you think about some of the changes that I'm, I'm intending to make to the podcast as you listen over the next few weeks. So today I want to talk to you a little bit about my experience and where I've been and how God has changed my life in the last 20 years or so. So in 2001, uh, I had come up here to run a radio station. I think I've shared that with you before. Uh, God called us up here in 1999 to run what's now The River in Columbus, Ohio, which has turned into a very successful radio station. Well, on my first trip up here in 1998, um, I had a, uh, a revelation, a, a prophecy that was given to me. I didn't even realize that it was a prophecy at the time. I didn't know what was going on because at the time I didn't hear from the Lord like I hear from the Lord now. Now, here's the first little secret. We all hear from God. We don't think we do. We think God's silent a lot of the times because we don't recognize his voice. Well, the word says that his sheep know his voice and will recognize it. And we know the voice. We don't recognize the voice of a stranger. So those things that come into our lives that try to tell us how bad we are, how we'll never be a winner, how we'll never have the things that we want, how God doesn't like us, those are all lies. uh, The Bible says, for God so loved not just you, but the whole world that he gave his only son, that whosoever should uh, believe in him would not perish, but have everlasting life. And it goes on to say a little later that we have life and life more abundantly. So when you get into something that's trying to squish you and trying to say, well, no, you're not good enough, or you don't know enough or something like that, you can always know that that's coming from the enemy and that's not who you are. So when we begin to deal with identity, which we're going to deal with today and over probably over the next couple of uh, podcasts, 
When you begin to deal with your identity, you're going to find the enemy coming in and telling you who you are not. Well, let the Lord tell you who you are. It says in 2 Corinthians that the eye hasn't seen, the ear hasn't heard, or the mind of man imagine what God has in store for them. We hear that verse a lot. What we don't hear is the rest of that second verse. It says, and yet the Holy Spirit will reveal it to you. So when you ask, you're going to get I have a friend that I meet with on a regular basis now, and, and we keep going back to that. What have you asked the Lord about? What have you asked the Lord about? What have you asked for? And sometimes we feel like, well, I can't ask God for anything. That's He becomes a cosmic vending machine. It's like, no, he has all the cattle on a thousand hills, and we are his children, so we should be able to use his things to accomplish his purposes. That's what it really comes down to is his purposes. Well, let's go back to what I was originally talking about and coming up here in 1998 for a uh, for an interview. And um, it was with 20 men. It was for a Christian radio station. And one of the questions I asked them is, where are the women? Because uh, half the population of the United States of the world is female. It might be 1% one way or the other, but it's half. Okay. And there aren't any women sitting in this room trying to give us advice on how to run a Christian radio station when half the people listening to the radio station are female. Now, I think in the United States, we've taken on uh, a reduction of the male. All right. I think that we've looked at men and thought, well, we don't need that masculinity. We don't need men to know who they are. We don't need any of that kind of stuff. Well, the truth is, yes, we do. We need both sexes, and there are only two, might I add, we need both sexes to have input, and we need equal input from each one. Now, that said, in a family, somebody has to drive. You can't have two people trying to drive the bus. My dad, as I've shared with you before, was a Greyhound bus driver, and when he got in the driver's seat of his Greyhound bus, he was the only one that could drive it. Nobody else could. You couldn't jump in the driver's seat and try to take it from him. If you did, I can guarantee you with my former Marine Corps sergeant uh, father, you would have had a problem. So anyway, the point that I'm trying to make is that we're going to have to have leadership. We're going to have to have men and women that will step up. And when I was at this radio station interview, I asked them where the women were. This was the answer. Well, we had one once, but she died. I'm like, that is that boy. I'll tell you that's vision because there are no other women in the world, right? Exactly. So that was the first thing. And we went on and we talked about some other things. This radio station had had an offer uh, for many years from one of the wealthiest men in the country to buy part of their property. And they would go on the air and belittle him and say how he was trying to take them off the air. And they didn't want this, the, you know, he didn't, he was, he's Jewish. It just happens to be Jewish. And he didn't want the gospel going out. None of which was true. None of which was true. What was true was he wanted the property and he'd made them a very nice offer for the property. I have a friend that is a commercial real estate guy here in Columbus and I asked him one time, what's that property really worth? Because he'd offered them, I don't know, 10, 12, 15 million dollars for it, depending on the package that they had put together. And he said it's really worth about, uh, you know, maybe three or four million. So he was, he was overpaying for it but he wanted it and they wouldn't take advantage of it because they wanted what they wanted. That ground was holy to them. 
And so in the middle of my interview, I stopped them and I said, guys, this may lose the job for me. And if it does, that's fine. I understand. But I want you to know something. What God wants to do with this radio station would make New Albany look like a slum. Now, any of you all that know New Albany, Ohio, know that New Albany is anything but a slum. It's where some of the wealthiest people in the state of Ohio live. And there's some very nice houses there. There are multi, multi, multi-million dollar houses in that in that area. But what God wanted to do with that radio station uh, would make New Albany look like a slum. I said that. I didn't know at the time that it was a prophecy. I really didn't. I thought it was just me spouting off. But God showed me later that I had prophesied and that it was right. And that even to this day, we don't see that happening there. And why? Is because of who they identify as. This is who we are. As a company, that's what they identify as. Myself, I identify differently than I did then. I was there about two years and was invited to leave. Now, I did the little air quotes when I said invited because I wasn't invited to leave. I was told to leave and here's a check. And I think what happened was they were uncomfortable with vision. They were uncomfortable with things moving forward. Um, I got went to work for a television station here in town, a Christian TV station, got fired from there, and then went to work for a small Christian internet service provider here in town, got fired from there. And after a while, uh, you begin to notice a pattern. Even if you're me, you begin to notice a pattern. So I went to my mentor, Olin Hendricks, and I said, okay, Olin, what is wrong with me? And he said, well, I know what it is. And I'm thinking, if you know that quickly, what's wrong with me? It must be really, really obvious. And he said, yeah, it is really obvious, but it's not what you think. It's not really you. I'm like, well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. But uh, so what is it? And he said, I've noticed and observed that most small Christian organizations are started to do something for God. Now, that sounds all well and good, doing something for God. I mean, what's wrong with that? Well, here's what's wrong with that. God's already doing something. He doesn't need you to do anything for him. He wants you to do stuff with him. So here's the explanation of that. When you're doing something for God, it's because you believe you owe him a debt that you can repay. The debt that we've been that we've had erased by God, the forgiveness that we've had put in our lives, is a debt that we could not repay. As a matter of fact, if we could pay it, then the crucifixion of Christ, the death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus was worthless. And we all know that it wasn't. So anytime that you begin to see who you are as doing something for God, you're coming from a debtor situation. You're, you're positioning yourself as a debtor. When God says that we are joint heirs with Jesus, joint heirs. Now, do you know what an heir gets? The whole estate, not part of it, the whole estate. And it doesn't call us beneficiaries. It calls us joint heirs, meaning that we have that. So why are we not taking advantage of it? Well, in most cases, the reason that we don't take advantage of our position in God is because we have no idea who we are. Now, yeah, I know I'm a son of God. I'm a daughter of God, whatever. I'm not a daughter of God, but you know, you get the point is that we have a certain position in him, but God will also allow you to ask him who he sees you as. And we often come from a position of not knowing 
who God sees us as. We think that he sees us as a little worm and he's ready to crush us under his thumb. And there couldn't be anything further from the truth. We were made in his image. We were made in his image. So if you're not experiencing that, if you're not understanding who God says you are, a lot of times it's because you haven't asked. And I will tell you that in a lot of the uh, people that I talk to, I will ask them who God says they are. And in many instances, like this guy was talking about a little bit earlier that I meet with on a regular basis, he's having to explore that and hasn't heard yet exactly. Now, here's what usually happens. God will begin to speak right away, but we'll, be, we'll kind of push it back. It's like, well, no, that's not that. I don't see myself as that. As a matter of fact, my buddy Bob called me one day. Uh, he and his brother called me one day as I was driving and asked me this question. Who does God say you are? And I'd never been asked that before, and it was very convicted about it. Now, there's a difference between uh, being convicted about something and being, uh, you know, put under uh, condemnation. Uh, the Bible says that there is therefore no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. But when you're convicted about something, see, condemnation, there's no way out of it. Conviction, there's a way out of it. You can repent, turn from it, and go the other way, and you're no longer convicted. All right, you see that? So if you're feeling like, well, I can never get out from under this, that's a lie from the enemy. You can get out from under it. God's ready to forgive you right now. Right now. It doesn't. You don't have to wait another two minutes. You don't have to wait till the end of this podcast. Pause this bad boy and ask God to forgive you right now because he already has. He's already in the position of saying, yes, I do. So when you get under condemnation like that, you don't know who you are, and when you don't know who you are, the condemnation builds on. It's a vicious circle. Man, I can tell you from experience, it's a vicious circle. So when Bob and his brother ask me, who does God say you are, I'm like, I don't know. And I really meant it. I don't know. I guess I'm, you know, I'm his son. And, and... Now, doesn't that sound nice? does sound nice, doesn't it? But there was no conviction behind my voice. So Bob said, I'm going to tell you a couple of things that you are right now. First of all, you're a son of God. Okay. You determine your own destiny. Now that's true. Now we think, well, God determines our destiny. Oh yeah, he's already determined our destiny, but we have to agree with it. If we're like, well, no, I don't want to do that. Then we never get to do it. See the, see the difference in those two things. And the third thing is he said, you have a heart of a pastor. And I'm like, well, I'm not a pastor. I never called to be a pastor. And he's like, mm -mm, I didn't say that you were a pastor. I said that you had the heart of one. Now, over the next few weeks, God showed me some other things that I want to share with you about what he revealed in my life as we go on over the next few weeks in the Quiz That Is podcast, because I want you to know that God has better things for you than where you are right now. So again, make sure you let other people know about our podcast, uh, rate it on whatever, whatever podcast player that you get. Uh, you can find us online at quizthatis.com. You can ask us questions there. You can send me email to terry at quizthatis.com and you can also call us at 614-382-2582 leave us a message we'll be glad to answer those questions until next time remember god has a plan for you and we're here to help you find it the quiz the diz podcast is produced by prosper leadership our website is quizthediz.com or you can reach us at 614-382-2582 Thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe and let your friends know about Quiz the Diz. Oh.